a hundred years of emotions, drama and music that have consistently evoked more passion in India than anything else. सवाल ये नहीं कि मैं जीऊंगा या मरूंगा सवाल ये है कि इस दुनिया को बनाने वाला चलाने वाला कोई है या नहीं कौन कम वक्त है जो बर्दाश्त करने के लिए पीता है मैं तो पीता हूं कि बस सांस ले सकूं दिल का हाल सुनने दिल वाला हम आपकी आंखों में इस दिल को बता दे तो कितने आदमी थे जो डर गया समझो मर गया आज मेरे पास बिल्डिंगें हैं प्रॉपर्टी है बैंक बैलेंस है बंगला है गाड़ी है क्या है तुम्हारे पास मेरे पास माँ है बार बार यार अपनी जीत हो बार बार बोलो यार हम अपनी जीत हो A hundred years ago, Tata Sahib Falke made a movie about a king who never lied. Falke's inspiration came from a movie, The Life of Christ, and he too wanted to translate the life of Indian gods to the screen. कल तक जिनके जीवन पथ में His first production, Raja Harishchandar, was screened at Coronation Cinema in Bombay on the 3rd of May, 1913, marking the beginning of Indian cinema. Regarded as the father of Indian cinema, Falke went on to make several silent films, but became the first casualty when the silent era passed. Alamara debuted at Majestic Cinema in Bombay on the 14th of March 1931, a love story between a gypsy and a prince, starring Zubeda and Master Vithal as well as Prithviraj Kapoor. It was so popular that the police had to be called in to control the crowds. Ironically, the first talkie now lies silent as its print perished in a fire at the National Archives in 2003. The talkies changed the face of Indian cinema. Looks apart, the actors not only needed a commanding voice but also singing skills, as music became a defining element in Indian cinema. In 1933, Vardhya Movie Tone Studios was one of the first to start operation in Bombay and set the ball rolling for many careers, including cinematic legend Nadia, the actress and stunt woman. most remembered for her cloaked and masked adventures in the 1935 hunter wali the name stuck to her for life hum hai mushtaq 
And uh, well, she was the the emancipated, fearless, um, uh, self-sufficient woman, and who gave men who uh, who know who crossed part, her path a bloody nose, and um, she, in a way, um, kind of uh, seemed like an alien to you. But if you look at your own mythology, the concept of Durga. The female mystique is fascinating because it has the very gentle, motherly uh, side and also has that side which takes on the brute. In the middle of the Second World War in 1945 came Kismat starring Ashok Kumar, one of the biggest hits in the history of Indian cinema. It came with some bold themes, the first anti-hero and an unmarried pregnancy. Our predecessors were much bolder than uh, the times that we were living in. These, these kind of yearnings were there in the hearts of our ancestors. And Kismat, yes, uh, I remember Ashok Kumarji in that film. Every time he fired, uh, he first took the pistol, kissed it, and then took an aim and fired. And that was, I believe, was told by my, uh, my seniors who had... Uh, who had lived in those times, it was born, uh, it was made much before I was born, that became a kind of a gesture that the nation just took to. By the 1940s, a winning formula at the box office had been fought. Song, dance, drama and fantasy. As a close relationship between epic consciousness and the art of cinema was established. It was against this backdrop that filmmakers like V. Shantaram, Bimal Roy, Raj Kapoor and Mehboob Khan made their films. Setting the foundations of the famous RK Studios was Barsat, the story of star-crossed lovers. It also established the 25-year-old actor-filmmaker as the showman of Indian cinema with his eye for detail. You see, Raj Kapoor is such a huge topic, it's very difficult to encompass it in few words. <laughs> But it was his 1951 production, Avara, the story about a man caught in the center of a nature versus nurture debate that brought him glory. Good film, and uh, also the relationship was was very tender, very real, um, and the the influences of the contemporary society over there being exhibited in a movie like that I had not seen before. And I always feel about Raj Kapoor that he is still the most unsung director of the film industry. There's so, so much more that we need to talk about his films, which have which we've seen but we've kind of forgotten to comment on. Yeah, roti hai na? 
जुल्मी बड़ी बेवफा है With the title track rising to anthem-like status, Avara was nominated for the grand prize at the Cannes Film Festival in 1953. The actor-filmmaker effectively used the Chaplinesque character of Avara in later films like Sri Char Subhi's. Raj Kapoor, uh, a great star, though he looked like not one of us. He had this blue eyes, and he was a fair-skinned guy. His, uh, his, the, he endemized the Chaplin uh, idiom and sat down with a man on the street and spotlighted the common man. Bimal Roy's 1953 classic, the Balrad Sahani star of Dobhiga Zameen, inspired by the Italian film Bicycle Thieves, Paved the way for neo-realist cinema in India. The simple yet poignant story debating the politics of poverty and rural exploitation was a trendsetter in early parallel Indian cinema and became the first Indian film to win the international prize at the Cannes Film Festival. It's not for nothing that the 50s are called the golden age of Indian cinema, because I think post-independence uh, there was this kind of. Uh, uh, Fervor in the hearts of people, and the energy which was consumed in fighting the oppressor was now released, and all that was available to the nation. Bimalda, I think, was our. neorealistic cinema look at the kind of uh, people he has created subsequently under his kind of wings uh, so many talented people kind of took off so i think uh, those were indeed uh, glorious times featuring hindi cinema's most complex female characters Underplaying the pathos and melodrama was Bandini, a film that gave yet another glimpse into Bimal Roy's genius. Coming up, the epic Mother India, which became the first Indian film to be nominated for an Oscar. One of the country's most defining films and an all-time blockbuster, Mehboob Khan's 1957 Nargis Tara Mother India, though a remake of the filmmaker's earlier film Aurat has gained a cult-like status. Mm-hmm. 
the story of the peasant woman, Radha, whose determination to weather all forms of social and personal adversity without compromising her honor became a symbol of India's pride as an ancient culture and new democracy. When I realized that she was uh, oh, one of the most tremendous actresses India could ever produce, uh, an actress with a lot of uh, zeal and a lot of performance level, so much of respect and dignity, you know that uh, I'm proud to be her son today. The film was India's first submission to the Academy Awards for Best Foreign Language Film and was chosen as one of the top five nominations for the category. Both these epics came from the hearts of the ordinary Indian filmmaker who began from, who had very humble origin. Mehboob Khan came from the village in Navsari, uh, from the outskirts of Belamoria, from Navsari, from Gujarat. And Kiyasev was referred to by the, our predecessors as a man who was an anguta chap, the man who did not know to speak English. The story of a poet rejected by an uncaring world who achieves success only after his apparent death. The genius of Gurudath came to the fore in his 1957 masterpiece, Pyasa. The way he explored the, the dark, the depressive parts of the human psyche, tragically himself became a victim. For him, cinema was a kind of therapy. You could see that because the way he captured sorrow, the way he captured uh, this, this, the solitary uh, man and his yearnings and his, his clamoring for love, uh, and, uh, and, and, the, and the deep anguish that he feels all through the narrative was something which perhaps he had experienced firsthand. The film went on to become a runaway hit and was rated as one of the best hundred films of all time by Time magazine. Piyasa was a complete film and, uh, and I'm very close to Piyasa because firstly it was the first film which I ever saw of his uh, and it is the only uh, film of which uh, the first draft of his script uh, which I have with me which he wrote in 1948 that was during a time when he was struggling. alcoholic wife of a rich zamindar and her platonic friendship with her domestic assistant 
produced by Gurudat and directed by Abrad Alvi, Sahib Bibi or Gulam was a critical and commercial success. Not only did it sweep the awards at home, including the national award, it was also India's entry to the Oscars and remains in the 25 best films of all time. As Gurudat critiqued the unreality of city life, B.R. Chopra's Nayadar documented the dilemma of man versus machine, the utopian village impervious to change versus the necessity of industrialization. The 1957 Dilip Kumar Starer remains an all-time classic. B.R. Chopra had a history of uh, journalism. He had graduated in law and uh, he took a different issue. He thought he made it uh, clear in Nayador that uh, man is bigger than the machine and will always be bigger than the machine. It was a very progressive way of thinking along those lines. The same year, the master craftsman B. Shantaram's Do Ankhe Barahat Inspired by the open prison experiment, highlighted Gandhian morals and told the story of the rehabilitation of prisoners by a jail warden. Idealistic and realistic and simply narrated, the film won not only the Silver Bear at the Berlin Film Festival, but was the first Indian film to win the Golden Globe Award. Audacious, a man who had a vision, the man who spoke, uh, saw the brave new India emerge. Yes, Dwake Barahat, Omalik Tere Bandeham is an anthem of our childhood. As these films highlighted the changing socio-economic and political scenario, there appeared this comic story of three brothers. A reckless blend of farce, romance and intrigue with a flavor reminiscent of the Marx Brothers. With the sparkling lead pair and catchy toe-tapping music, Chalti Ka Naam Gadi was the perfect entertainer and stands up brilliantly 55 years since its release. Opulent, stylish and spectacular, the grandest epic ever in the history of Indian cinema. Kiyasif's Mughle Azam, the forbidden love story between the Mughal Emperor Salim and the courtesan Anar Kali, took nine years to make. With its powerful performances, father and son confrontations. The father-son conflict, the angle of the mother, the angle of the rich boy, poor girl in a royal family kind of thing. 
it had all its formula in place but it presented it in such a such an appealing way that uh, you know it had to go where it reached mara hindustan ko ek tara dene ki kaun ki jiski balka to mera dil bhi koi aapka hindustan nahi jis par aap hukumat kare poetic dialogue and spectacular song and dance sequences mughal azam is the apotheosis of the hindi film form main tumhari aankhon mein apni mohabbat ka ikrar dekhna chahta hu in hind dekhi shehzadi ब्लैकबोर्ड who may not know to read a word who may not know how to sign his name but he can still tell stories move you connect with you and leave his imprints mere mere sapne ab ek rang hai coming up the eternal favorite guide a movie way ahead of its time hum sang hai chale hum pida The 60s, a time when the nation's pride, bruised with its defeat in war with its neighbor, formed the premise of Chetan Anand's docudrama *Hakikat*. The earliest in the genre of war films in India to leave a major impact, it vividly captured. not only the horrors of war but also the loneliness of the soldier on the hostile borders uh i think in in, in hakikat um uh, you saw this the, the the skills of a master craftsman chetan sahab chetan anand was an amazing filmmaker he was an aristocrat and in those days this man suffered from asthma he went into those areas of ladakh and shot that masterpiece we needed to kind of get some kind of a release from that kind of that anguish and then came uh, this great document and the nation went and saw that film and suddenly realized that our soldiers who had lost dying and died there in the icy slopes of the himalayas mast mein chhed ke tarana koi dil ka aaj lutayega khazana koi dil ka jab aap is industry mein aate hi hain ye sochkar to aate hain ki ek din hum kamyab hoenge hona chahiye log hame pehchanna chahiye here was this woman who turned around and said she didn't want the guy that she was married to and she didn't even want the guy that she fell in love with she finally found her own voice where are those roles today The film adaptation of R. K. Narayan's book Guide is considered one of Indian film industry's masterpieces. The story of Raju the guide and Rosie the adulteress who relinquishes the dictates of morality. The film, with its landmark vision, came packed with memorable performances. When people came out, there were no smiles on their faces. They. went in a state of contemplation and 
बस निकल गए मैंने कहा इन लोगों का हाथ भी नहीं मिला हमारे साथ सेम इन बॉम्बे बिकॉज आई थिंक इट डिफिकल्ट फॉर देम टू अंडरस्टैंड द लास्ट क्लाइमेक्स बट वॉन्स द डेड इट्स ए कल्ट फिगर टूडे इट्स ए क्लासिक सवाल अब ये नहीं कि पानी बरसेगा या नहीं सवाल ये नहीं कि मैं जीऊंगा या मरूंगा सवाल यह है कि इस दुनिया को बनाने वाला चलाने वाला कोई है या नहीं अगर नहीं है तो परवाह नहीं जिंदगी रहे या मौत आए एक अंधी दुनिया में अंधे की तरह जीने में कोई मजा नहीं और अगर है तो देखना यह है कि वो अपने मजबूर बंदों की सुनता है या नहीं इट वॉज वन ऑफ द मोस्ट प्रोग्रेसिव फिल्म एंड फैक्ट दैट एट दैट स्टेज ऑफ देवानंद करियर टूक अ रिस्क to make a film not one but two films the first was the english version from this novel by rk narayan i think spoke a lot for his conviction zindagi kaisi hai paheli hai kabhi to hasaye kabhi ye rulaye The story of a terminally ill man and his joy the weaver Rishikesh Mukherjee's 1971 hit Anand Ye mujhe jaldi mein marna nahi chahta mujhe bacha liye bada kamzor hai wo meri maa bardash nahi kar payega bada kamzor hai wo Starring superstar Rajesh Khanna can make the hardest heart weep. The film, which doesn't lapse into melodrama, but is a toast to Anand's spirit, who even in death teaches all to live. Anand, what are you going to say? What are you going to say? Varmashai. Shot on a paltry budget of two lakh, M S Satyus Garam Hawa, released in 1973, remains a landmark movie. Based on a story by Ismat Chuktai and adapted by Kefi Azmi, it was the first to explore the consequences of partition, seen through the eyes of its main protagonist, a Muslim shoemaker played by Balraj Sahani. It is a masterpiece. It is. It is the most definitive film uh, that has been made on the partition. And the interesting thing is, I mean, it was a really avant-garde film for its times, even in the way it was shot. I mean, Balraj Sahani is just so completely brilliant in that. फिल्म जाओ पहले उस आदमी का साइन लेकर आओ जिसने मेरे बाप से साइन लिया था पहले उस आदमी का साइन लेकर आओ जिसने मेरी माँ को गाली देकर नौकरी से निकाल दिया था जाओ पहले उस आदमी का साइन लेकर आओ जिसने मेरे हाथ पे ये लिख दिया था उसके बाद उसके बाद मेरे भाई तुम जिस कागज पे कहोगे मैं उस पर साइन कर दूंगा दूसरों के पास नाइनटीन सेवेंटी स्टोरी ऑफ टू ब्रदर्स ऑन ऑपोजिट साइड ऑफ द लॉ देवार सीमेंटेड दर्चिटाइप ऑफ द एंग्री यंग मैन जिसने आज तक कभी तुम्हारे सामने हाथ नहीं जोड़े वो आज तुम्हारे सामने हाथ फैलाए खड़ा है बहुत खुश होकर तुम एंड इज नॉट ओनली रिमेम्बर्ड फॉर इट्स फेमस डायलॉग ऑफ ऑल टाइम आज मेरे पास बिल्डिंग है प्रॉपर्टी है बैंक बैलेंस है बंगला है गाड़ी है क्या है तुम्हारे पास मेरे पास माल इट वॉज अ काइंड ऑफ कॉन्टेम्प्ररी वर्जन लेटर से ऑफ मदर इंडिया वेर the protagonist was the bad son and not the mother in that sense but the the pitching of the drama was probably a little that much more intense and that much more uh, gripping than a mother india i mean i think salim javed have openly said that uh, they were inspired by various films over they uh, uh, in their career and uh, divar was definitely inspired by mother india कितने आदमी थे सरदार 
Dvadnik. The biggest blockbuster of all time, which paved the way for action-packed revenge drama, surely came laced with emotion as well as a show of strength. The film, which was declared a flop on its release, rose to cult-like status over the years. Started surely uh, way back in 1975. It was uh, those were great moments, and everything comes back. How we heard the script, what we thought about it, how we um, designed the clothes and and the setting, and how we went there, and and the entire working, and the shooting of the film, each and every moment is is, is so live, and it. Almost like it happened just yesterday. Shole was a film where you know uh, the cowboy western model was adopted very well to Indian cinema. It was uh, blended with the family element. It it had its uh, masala in perfect proportion. Whether it was comedy, romance, whether it was the you know gana bajana dances, and the dialogue baji with Salim Javed had made famous. Coming up, the film which had passions running high with its sporty theme and nationalistic fervor. The 70s and 80s, the golden period of Indian parallel cinema, saw films portraying realism naturally. The complexities of human relationships, the betrayed wife and the neurotic mistress were brought out by Mahesh Bhatt in Arth. If it wasn't for uh, my own journey into those bylanes of uh, human relationship where one was broken and one had to kind of pick up on pieces and uh, put myself back together. And in art, you can see a filmmaker uh, really um, releasing um, uh, the, the anguish that he, he, he went through. And 
um, Shabana Azmi really did something which the urban Indian woman uh, yearned for, but she did, perhaps did not even tell this to herself in her wildest of wild dreams that she wants to walk away from those exploitative, um, demeaning relationships. The acclaimed police drama, Arth Satya by Govind Nahilyani, had Om Puri struggling with the evil around him and his own frailties. The film swept awards until date is regarded as the top police film. In the 80s, by the 80s, the new wave uh, movement which had, or the parallel cinema movement which had uh, began, uh, begun in the late 60s and picked up steam in the 90s had begun to fade out. And uh, there were very few movies uh, which could be really said to be milestones. When I say milestones, I mean the kind like we when we talk about a guide or we talk about Adobe Gazameen, where there was a mix of commerce and art. Satya came in that mold. It was a more realistic uh, version of the Andha Kanuns and the, uh, you know, the Meri Awad Sunos. But Ardha Satya made a, you know, uh, uh, very, very hard-hitting statement about uh, corruption in the administration, in the law enforcers and therefore it uh, became a big hit with the audience. It uh, reached a silver jubilee in its genre which was something not only very unusual but uh, you know, uh, silver jubilee. I have literally seen houseful boards uh, outside theatres there which was a rarity for such movies even when they worked. From a quiet showing to developing a reputation as India's definitive black comedy, Kundan Shah's Jani Bido Yaro became a byword for the sort of absurdist, satirical humor which Hindi cinema usually lacks. Flopped in its initial run, did not make money, but somehow because of the, the way in which it was presented, it was one of our earliest dark comedies uh, modeled on, uh, you know, European cinema. And somehow that film uh, kind of uh, grew with time, you know. There are some films which grow with time and uh, they are, uh, you know, there are some people who will never like that film and some people like that film even when it, it did not work. But gradually something in the film uh, and its screenplay connected and it became a cult movie. I was very shy, I was very drawn. I hadn't opened up. So I thought everybody will only give me serious roles. And I'm really happy that it opened a new window for me, which was a comic career. And as art cinema questioned the socio-political scenario, the late 80s saw a simple love story with a very large heart. Suraj Parjatya's Mene Pyar Kiya scotched popularity charts with its innocence romance sprinkled with a huge dose of typical Indian values. And a few years later, another love story unfolded in a foreign land. 
Raj and Simran, the British-born Indians, became household names and Dilwale Dulhanya Le Jayenge became not only one of the thousand movies to watch before you die but was the longest-running film in the history of Indian cinema. Raghupati Raghav Raja Rampati Kirpavan Sita Ram Ishwar Allah Tero Naam Sabko Samati De Bhagavan Hey Murli Prasad, Mohan Das from Gundagiri to Gandhigiri, the lovable goon Munna Bhai reinvented the Mahatma's principles in a contemporary context in Lage Raho Munna Bhai. Father was a Gandhian basically, my whole mother and father. So, you know, all the Gandhi values we already knew, I mean, since we were growing up. But yes, I did sit uh, with Raju Hirani and with you know, Chopra and with books and stuff. and. I really read up a little bit. Gandhi suddenly, you know, from our documentaries and from our films division, films came into our mainstream in the cinema, and uh, he became, you know, and and suddenly he was this person we could relate to. And last but not the least, one of the finest films of the decade, an all-time all-rounder, the story of a group of illiterate villagers who challenged their colonial oppressors to a game of cricket. Lagan brilliantly weaved the fervor of nationalism with the nation's passion for cricket. Lagan पे भी मेहनत की थी और मुझे खुशी इस बात की कि ये फिल्म लोगों के इतने दिल के करीब आई है और कुछ लोग ये मानते हैं कि ये दुनिया की टॉप 20 फिल्मों में से है मुझे खुशी इस बात This Amir Khan production not only swept awards at home, but won an Oscar nomination as well. The Wholesome Entertainer has been rated as one of the best sports films of all time. You may love it or you may hate it, but there is no denying that the love affair with Bollywood will never cease. As it undergoes its own genesis, one thing is constant, its entertainment in all its glory.